ESPN Sports Radio 1392.5. Now for something completely different. We're going to bring, bring it all together. Because that's the bottom line. Bottom line. ESPN Radio 1300, 92.5. You're listening to The Bottom Line. Brad Taylor, presented by Stable Duel. Sports talk from a handicapping perspective. Good morning. Thank you for joining us on this Preakness Saturday. Miss Judy, please take your meds this morning, or I will refuse to get your action down on the horses today because we all know you're still claiming I owe you $3,396 from a trifecta you allegedly hit at the Derby, but I'm not bitter. 859-381-1313. If you'd like to call in and join on the conversation, you can email the show anytime, bottomlinelex at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at bottomlinelex. On today's show, as we've already mentioned, it's Preakness Saturday. Bob Baffert. Evil genius or just plain cheater? We will discuss this with our cavalcade of stars coming in to give us our picks for the race today. Brian Howard of Stable Duel will stop by to tell us about the big money cash games they're offering at Stable Duel today and the, you how you can cash in on it. And he will give us his uh, Stable Duel value picks for Pim, Pimlico today and his picks for the Preakness. Our own official bottom line horse racing expert who's been handicapping the horses longer than I've been alive Payron Harris of Richmond has submitted his picks, and after he gave us Mandaloon at big odds for the Derby, we'll give his picks out. And then our arch enemy here at LM Communications, Dead Air Dennis Dillon from our sister station, 92.1 Classic Rock, will try to wake up before noon from listening to side one of Led Zeppelin 4 on repeat until 4.20 in the morning, and he'll give us his Preakness picks. And don't forget, Dennis will be live at Mirror Twin Brewery this afternoon at 2 o'clock to help you get good and lathered up for the big race today. Look forward to plenty of hurt feelings when he joins us. And, of course, the most profitable segment in Lexington Radio, coming off two winning weekends in a row, taking huge Major League Baseball underdogs. The Mac Daddy Stogie Picks. All that and much, much more on this week's Saturday edition of Lexington's fastest-growing sports talk radio experience. But first, the Rocky Shuffle. Those of you who know me know that I didn't really get my start in sports media here on ESPN Radio. I was actually a writer for Fantasy Index Magazines for 10 years in the 90s and 2000s. I enjoyed it. It's kind of like this show, something I did on the side because I just had a lot of fun with it. It was a hobby. But Fantasy Index Magazines was based out of Seattle. So why did they get a kid from Atlanta to write for them? It was because I was fortunate enough to do kind of well, well, really well, in some of these national fantasy sports contests back in the day. They noticed the results. And they contacted me to see if I'd be interested in sharing my knowledge with their readers. And like any egomaniac, I said yes. Fantasy sports, though, was a lot different 20, 25, 30 years ago. We didn't have the same information we do today. And the game really hadn't taken off yet, fantasy sports. My first year in Atlanta was 1990. And my chiropractic school classmates and I were about to have a fantasy football draft. I never played in a fantasy football league, but since most of the people I went to school with were from either New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, or Florida, they'd been playing for a long time. So a friend of mine were walking around a mall in Atlanta, good old Cumberland Mall, and I saw a fantasy football magazine, 
and cost $5, which was a lot for a magazine in 1990. But I wanted some knowledge before I walked into that room with these sharks just looking at me as some dead money farm boy from Kentucky, which I was at the time. My friend thought I was crazy for plopping down $5 for a magazine, and I probably was. But I studied that magazine like a college textbook and walked into that draft a few days later with a completely different frame of mind, different way of thinking, different draft list than I would have had without it. And after drafting legends like Warren Moon and Thurman Thomas early and memorable names like Flipper Anderson and Marion Butts late, it was just a matter of time before I cashed that ticket, and I did. There was nothing like walking into that classroom for the first time after the Christmas holiday and having 14 guys owe me money. The rest, as they say, is history. But in the 90s, fantasy sports was the Wild West. If you could have access to the right information and, more importantly, could crunch numbers, you could really do some damage. I played in a lot of leagues on a local level with my friends and then on a national level, especially once the Internet came into prominence. And it became obvious early on that math was a big deal because so many people were playing subjectively instead of objectively. In other words, they were using cliches other than numbers and statistics. And in the 90s, I started playing rotisserie baseball. It's not called fantasy baseball. The purists call it rotisserie baseball. And in the 90s, there was a national fantasy baseball contest in the USA Today. And they had all the players listed, and you had to put a team together on the salary cap. It was the basis of how sites like DraftKings and FanDuels got their idea and their starts. But it was called the CDM Diamond Challenge. And it was the OG of fantasy sports games on a national level. And to this day, it's my all-time favorite game. In its heyday, you would have 15,000 entries at least to this thing. And it was a great game. But people don't have the time or the patience to play full-season fantasy baseball anymore. Why should I play a full-season when I could just play on a daily basis? Daily fantasy sports, or DFS, now rule the fantasy sports world because the Supreme Court years ago said that fantasy sports are a game of skill, not a game of luck. But playing those old-school fantasy games back in the day taught me the most profitable sports strategy I ever knew, the Rocky Shuffle. The premise was very simple. Get as many Colorado Rockies hitters on your roster as possible. Utilize as many of them as you can in home games to exploit the thin air of Colorado and pile up big numbers. Then count your cash at the end of the season. And conversely, never under any circumstance utilize a pitcher that was pitching in Colorado, regardless if he was pitching for the home team or the road team. Why? The home and road splits for the Rockies in the 90s were sickening. In fact, Coors Field twice broke the Major League Baseball record for home runs in a season in one park. Oh, so how do we change that if we're Colorado? Let's move the fences back. Okay, more doubles and triples. Make the games even longer. Brilliant. And the players were legends too. Larry Walker's in the Hall of Fame. He would never be in the Hall of Fame without the help of the thin air of Coors Field. But it wasn't just Larry Walker. You've heard of some of the guys who were all-stars for other teams but had easily their best years in the thin air of Colorado back in the 90s. Andres Galarraga, Vinny Castilla, Ellis Burks, Dante Bichette, not his son, Bo Bichette, who's playing currently for the Blue Jays. Jeff Cirillo, all guys that exploited Colorado to their best seasons. But other guys enjoyed the mile-high air as well. 
mediocre players like Charlie Hayes, Mike Kingery, Eric Young, all the study of mediocrity in other places, but became all-stars due to the crazy home and road splits at Coors Field. Heck, Jeffrey Hammonds was a guy who played for the Reds for two seasons and was mediocre. 284 batting average, a combined 17 home runs in those two seasons. He leaves the Reds for Colorado and immediately becomes an all-star, hitting 335 with 20 home runs in one season. Amazing. So the fantasy strategy was simple. Use the Rocky hitters at home and avoid all pitchers at Coors Field like to play. Maybe the best example of the Coors Field effect is Todd Helton. Trivia question. Who did Peyton Manning replace to make his first start at quarterback for Tennessee? Yes, it was Todd Helton way back in the day. But Helton played for the Rockies all 17 years of his career and retired with a 316 batting average and 2,519 base hits. How come this guy isn't in the Hall of Fame? Well, he's been on the ballot three times. The last vote, he got 44.9% of a necessary 75% needed to get in. So he still looks like he'll probably make it one day. But the reason he hasn't made it so far, a huge drop-off in production after Major League Baseball started testing for steroids and a crazy difference in his home and road splits for his career. Helton's average at home, 345 in his entire career, over 1,100 games. On the road, 289. That's 56 points. His OPS, over 1,000 at home in those 1,100 games. On the road, 855. That's a 190-point difference. That's a lot, especially over such a long career. Of course, Helton's final six years of Major League Baseball, he was just an average player, collecting a huge paycheck after seeing his production drop like a rock mysteriously once Major League Baseball started testing for steroids and whispers kept getting louder that he was that was the reason why he wasn't the player in his final years that he was at the beginning. But Todd Helton has a decent shot at the Hall of Fame one day, and it's not because he was a consistent player in both home and away games. It's because of the thin air at Coors Field. Oh, but all this is because the Rockies never tried to sign any good pitchers. That's not true. In 2000, Colorado said, enough of this hitting the ball all over the place. We're going to bring in some good pitchers. Denny Nagel, Mike Hampton, both guys who had won 20 games in a season in their careers. $172 million for these two guys. Denny Nagel's career ERA was 4.24. In Colorado, 5.57. Mike Hampton, who tried to convince people that he chose Colorado because it wasn't about the money, and Denver had great schools for his kids. No, Mr. Hampton, you chose Colorado because they gave you $121 million. Don't pee on our leg and tell us it's raining. Hampton had a career ERA of 4.04, 5.75 with Colorado. So even when Colorado went out and signed top-quality starting pitching, it ended badly. The thin air of Coors Field was too powerful, even for the best starting pitchers, to overcome. But you talk about cashing tickets. Man, we were cashing some tickets using the Rocky Shuffle strategy that nobody else had the guts to use to this extreme. It was the first thing I looked at every week. Who's playing at Coors Field? It was the golden goose that was as consistent as death and taxes. My good friend Jay, who lives in Atlanta, and often listens to this show on or uh, online at WLXG.com. He knew exactly what I was doing, and we would joke about it. 
But something happened in 2002 that ruined everything. The humidor. The Colorado Rockies were, games were becoming ridiculous. Games there were taking four-plus hours to play because there were so many runs and pitching changes. And if a moron like me could figure this out, you know our friends in the desert knew, and of course the Major League Baseball powers that be were onto it too. So the Rockies introduced the humidor in 2002. They put the baseballs into a humidor, and when they were brought out for game action, they didn't fly as far or as fast. It wasn't the thin air, it was the dry air in Colorado. At the height of the Coors Field home run blast, they set a record for 303 home runs in a season. Since the humidor was introduced, the home runs have dropped noticeably, and they haven't hit over 200 home runs in a season there since 2005. It's a big difference. But bringing in the humidor was the worst thing that ever happened for my bankroll. I can promise you that. Here I am just waiting every year to draft all these players and to use all these players from Colorado, Larry Walker and Todd Helton, any Colorado player I could find just to do the Rocky Shuffle all season for big cash prizes. And now they took it away from me? The cash cow is gone? The golden goose had escaped? I actually had to be like everybody else now. I had to be normal. It wasn't a good feeling. Coors Field is still a hitter's paradise, but nothing like it was pre-Humidor back in the 90s when the numbers were put up that you'll never see again. But don't tell that to the current-day Cincinnati Reds who have woke up the echoes, turned back the clock, and played 90s-style baseball the last couple of nights at Coors Field, losing two games in old-school fashion by a combined football-type score of 22-14. to Luis Castillo... The Reds' opening day starter started game one of this series and saw his league-worst ERA go from 6.42 to 7.71 after giving up eight earned runs in three and two-thirds innings. Oh, that's okay. Don't worry about that. We got Wade Miley going in the next night. He threw a no-hitter the last time he started. He will stop all this insanity. Uh, No, he won't. Wade Miley saw his ERA last night go from 2.00 to a very nice 3.69 after giving up six, excuse me, eight earned runs in three innings. So the Reds, coming off winning two out of three at Pittsburgh earlier in the week, are now falling victim to the same fate many visiting teams did in Denver in the 90s, losing games to a below-average Rockies team and watching their pitching staffs get knocked around the entire series. Game three of a four-game death march continues today for the Reds, who will be favored again today, it appears, if we know if we trust these pitching matchups that aren't official yet. Tyler Malley goes for the Reds, 2-1 with a 3 ERA. Julius Chassin goes for the Rockies, 0-1, 5.84. Chassin has been around the block, 226 career starts, including 109 in Colorado, but those were all from 2009 to 2014. A long time ago. 109 career starts for Colorado. The Rockies were not good in those starts, going 47-62 and 62 in those starts. And if you blind, blindly put a dollar on Shasin, every start he made for Colorado back in the day, you would have been down $21.52. That's terrible. But having said that, Shasin's ERA for Colorado was only 4.30 in those 48 career starts at Coors. That's pretty good considering the mile-high air. But this is 2021, not 2009. Tyler Malley, hoping not to give up a 10-run rally today, 
starts for the Reds. His 3.00 ERA and very good 150 ERA plus, meaning he's 50% better than an average pitcher so far this year. Malley has started seven games for the Reds this year, and the Reds are 5-2 and two in those games, but keep in mind, the Reds were favored in six of those seven games. So technically, the Reds don't live up to expectations of our friends of the desert when Malley starts. Even with the good record this year, the Reds lose a lot of tickets when Malley starts career. The Reds are 29-39 and 39 in all of his starts. That's a negative 10.6% return on investment. When he's on the road, 15-23, and 23, negative 13.5% return on investment. And when Malley is favored, like he'll be today, the Reds are 14-11, and 11, negative 1% return on investment. So in all three scenarios today, the Reds lose you money when Malley takes them out. Having said all this, the Reds might have, might have some value today. On a starting pitcher for Colorado, which will be making his first start since 2019, and the fact that people can look at the box scores the last two nights and have very little faith in the Reds whatsoever. I would take the Reds today in Mally if you can find a number of minus 135 or less. The line is not out for this game yet because we're not officially aware of the starting pitcher for the Rockies. Minus 135, though, is as high as I would go, nothing more. But this is not a good spot to invest the kids' college funds on the Reds. History has taught us anything. If it's taught us anything over the years, the Rocky Shuffle still has a pop, even post-Humidor. Just ask the Reds' starting pitchers the last two nights. And that's the bottom line. ESPN Radio 1392.5. The bottom line with Brad Taylor, presented by Stable Duel. Sports talk from a handicapping perspective coming up after the break. It's the most profitable segment in Lexington Radio. Our Mac Daddy Stogie Picks, presented by Jake Cigar Bar. That's next, here on ESPN Radio 1300 at 92.5. ESPN Radio 1300, 92.5. The bottom line with Brad Taylor. Presented by Stable Duel, sports talk from a handicapping perspective. REM trying to steal the spotlight here. Orange Crush. You ever play this game, Beat the Streak, that MLB kind of provides? I've been trying to do this for a while now. Apparently, you got to pick a guy who's going to get a hit for 56 straight days. You do that, you win like a million dollars or something like that. Yeah, no biggie. 56 straight days, yeah. No, big, no problem. Apparently, they've never had anybody do it on this game. I'm going to get it one of these days. I'm taking Story and Hampson today. Uh, that's how much I believe in the Rocky Shuffle. We only need 50 more after today. I'm already counting that money. Speaking of counting money, it was just a matter of time. But uh, bettors are already suing Bob Baffert over the Kentucky Derby, claiming that he knowingly cheated and screwed gamblers out of serious cash. Baffert's been hit with a class action lawsuit by several gamblers who claimed they had money on the Kentucky Derby and feel Baffert cheated them out of their winnings by running a quote-unquote drugged horse. Of course, officials are still waiting the results of that second test. By the way, I've got a conspiracy theory on that second, that mysterious second test. Uh huh. You think if Baffert's, uh, if Medina Spirit, if he wins today, uh, somehow that second test will be clean. But if he doesn't win today, it'll be dirty and they'll take everything away because they want to build up for the Triple Crown. Eh, just a little conspiracy theory. I've always got those evil thoughts. Baffert, of course, denied using the substance that got uh, Medina Spirit busted to gain the competitive advantage. Instead, saying that he believes it got into the horse's system through skin medication pres- prescribed by a vet. In other words, Baffert says he's innocent. 
and it wasn't intentional, but the gamblers ain't buying Bob Baffert's excuses. And in a new lawsuit filed in California, they claim that Bob Baffert is a serial doper who is part of a larger horse racing conspiracy. Oh, we love conspiracies on this show. The plaintiff, they all claim there are conspiracies between Daffert, Baffert and their owners and trainers to engage in illegal gambling and or horse doping through a pattern of racketeering activity. There you go. Gamblers in the lawsuit, they had uh, bet serious money on the horse that finished in second place, Mandaloon, and if not for Baffert's dirty horse, they would have won a fortune. One plaintiff, Michael E. Baychock, yeah, that's not a made-up name, uh, says he bet nearly $1,000 on Mandaloon, who went off at 26-1, to 1, and if Mandaloon had won that race, the payout would be anywhere from 10000 to 100000 And another plaintiff with a funny name, Justin Wonderler, bet $2,000 and would have provided a minimum potential payoff of at least $40,000. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There's a, already a case against Bob Baffert out in California. So if you want to join in on that, you'll, I got news for you people who are trying to sue Bob Baffert. Uh, don't waste your time. I get it. I know you're pissed off you lost, and I understand, but they have about as much a chance of winning this case as I do walking on water out at the, at the lake here after this. The O.J. Simpson dream team of lawyers couldn't win this case. So they're just compounding their losses by suing Bob Baffert and paying these lawyers off. Chasing lost money with dead money isn't a way to make it in this world, but I digress. Good luck to those people, but they ain't winning nothing. I can promise you that. Speaking of winning, our own personal bottom line horse racing expert, Peyron Harris, uh, who has been losing NCAA tournament bracket pools to be since the 80s, but he makes his hay picking the horses. Uh, Peyron personally called us yesterday to make sure we had his winners for the Preakness because he is our horse racing expert here on the bottom line. Of course, Peyron gave us uh, Mandaloon at big odds for the Derby. Maybe he's in on that lawsuit too, or he should get in on that lawsuit. He probably could have cashed in big if, uh, yeah, Baffert's horse was it the uh, on the on the cream, so to speak. Peyron today, our horse racing expert. He likes a five six three finish. Number five, Midnight Bourbon, five to one. Six, Ron Bauer, twelve to one. And then of course, you got to throw a Baffert horse in there. Three, Medina Spirit, nine five. He likes five six three, Boxum, Wheelum, whatever you got to do in your trifecta. That's what he likes today. But let's get our Mac Daddy Stogie picks in, presented by Jake Cigar Bar. How do you celebrate picking a big winner? And hopefully, you'll pick one today at the Preakness. Just head on down to Jake's Cigar Bar at Brandon's Crossing and line up that Mac Daddy Stogie even before the horse race or the game ends. As they say at Jake's, smoke local, drink local, and cross the line with us at Jake's Cigar Bar. Brandon Crossing. Go see our friends Jake and Autumn and tell them the bottom line set you. That's jakescigarbar.com. We're 3-1 this week, picking the huge underdogs of Major League Baseball. The only loss was faking, uh, faking, fading Jacob DeGrom last Sunday saying there's no way he would pitch deep into the game. Lo and behold, he did not pitch deep into the game, but somehow the Mets pulled out a win with their lowly bullpen against the Diamondbacks. Anybody can sit here and take Garrett Cole as a minus 350 favorite over the Tigers, but we're throwing out some of the biggest underdogs on the board and giving data and research to back it up. No cliches like you hear from the fanboys across town who actually do no research, and they just pick UK to win every single game regardless of who they play. Today's Major League Baseball schedule, a few teams with value. Boston, eh, they're, they're not even favored today. Wrong team is favored in that game. We like Boston, Oakland, Detroit, Pittsburgh, all candidates. 
But our number one pick, our Mac Daddy Stogie of the Day, we're going to go to the new Comiskey Park, if you want to call a 30-year-old park new Comiskey. The Chicago White Sox, minus 190 over the Kansas City Royals. And why in the world would we take the Royals? White Sox on fire right now, leading the American League Central. The Royals have lost 9 out of 10. Oh, they must have a good pitcher going. Well, not really. The White Sox have Carlos Rodon going 5-0 with a 0.58 ERA. How are you going against him? Mike Miner for the Royals. 2-2, 5.75. We're not sitting here saying that the best team in this matchup is Kansas City. It's not. But we're going contrarian, betting against a good team. When you see a team that's lost a few games in a row like the Royals have, and the opponent, they're facing a really good team, 60% or more. That team is on the road, and the public is against them. That's the key what we're looking at today. This is not only the biggest underdog on the board, but all the public, 83% of the money so far on Chicago in this game. Pure contrarian play. You're getting value with Kansas City in this one. Are they the best team in this matchup? No, of course not. We're looking for value and going against the public money, which is decidedly on the White Sox. We're going to take the Royals today. Biggest underdog on the board. And they've lost 9 out of 10. Have you lost your mind? No. We're going to build our bankroll today. Give us the Royals over the White Sox. We practice what we preach. We're taking a trend. We're taking the White Sox today. Excuse me, the Royals over the White Sox. That's our Mac Daddy Stogie. We hope you can take that bad boy to the desert or Jake's Cigar Bar and smoke it. Coming up after the break, we'll have Brian Howard for Stable Duel, and he will give us everything we need to know about today's Preakness race. That's coming up next right here on ESPN Radio 1300 at 92.5. ESPN Radio 1300, 92.5. The bottom line with Brad Taylor. Presented by Stable Duel, sports talk from a handicapping perspective. And speaking of Stable Duel, with us right now is the head honcho and big man on campus over at Stable Duel, man who's in the horse industry himself. He's our good friend, Brian Howard. Brian, how are you doing today, sir? Hey, Brad, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Big day. We are just talking uh, right before we went on the air. Now, you've got to slow yourself down. I know you're already wired this morning. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's a... That race is not till about 6.45 today, right? Yeah, 6.47 I think is post time. But, uh, yeah, it, it is a marathon. And I think uh, I think your buddy Dan Air Dennis is going to come hang out with us at Mirror Twin and uh, make a day of it. First of all, he's not my buddy. Let's, let's make sure we get this straight in the first place. Don't ever refer to him as my buddy. I've got more choice words for him. But we'll get into those a little bit later. I wanted to get your opinion. I know you own horses. I know you're in this industry. Your opinion of this whole Bob Baffert thing, the whole controversy, just tell me in a nutshell, what does this mean for horse racing as a whole, in your opinion? I mean, it's it's tough, Brad, because, I, you know, on, on one hand, the, the medication that they found is legal. Um, you know, however, there was an overage, and there are rules, and I think the big problem that a lot of people have that are in this industry is that the top guys like Baffert don't get punished the same as the small guys. And if we could just have, you know, a national overseeing body, I think we can, you know, get this thing together and on the right track. You make a good point. It is all about who you are in life. We say it on this show all the time. If your name is Bob Baffert, you can get away with things that, you know, people named Brian Howard and Brad Taylor cannot get away with. That's, That's just the way it is. Does this affect, and this is just a maybe question off the top of my head here, something like this, do you think maybe it would help Kentucky's cause 
for sports gambling getting passed next year because of all this stuff and the horse racing industry kind of falling on its face in this whole thing? Yeah, I, actually, I can't really hear you, Brad. Um, I got Marty and McGee in my ear right now, and I can't hear your question. Did you hear me now? Can you hear me? Yes, got okay. you. Okay. We're talking about uh, Kentucky sports gambling. Do you honestly think that maybe this whole thing maybe kind of, uh, you know, kind of got the process going a little quicker in terms of maybe getting this uh, Kentucky sports gambling passed next year because the horse industry kind of fell on its face with this? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It seems like our legislators are falling on their face here over this as we watch states like Indiana and Ohio and Tennessee pass these bills, and, and you know, they're getting all of our money right now. I yes. mean, you know, I've, I've got plenty of friends, I'm sure you do too, that make that short little trip across the river and are taking their money to other states. So, you know, hopefully we'll get on the same page and get this thing through next year. Um, I don't think, it, you know, I think the horse racing people sometimes think it's a detriment to horse racing, but I don't think anybody's going to stop playing horses here. We just want other options as well. Right. I, I was at the, uh, we went to the Belterra for the NCAA tournament. Man, every car in yeah. that parking lot was from Kentucky. I mean, it, was, it, was, uh, <laughs> it wasn't even a close call on that one. I, but I do have a conspiracy theory with all this. With all this. I think that, you know, this mysterious second sample, the result, I don't. I think they're waiting until after the Preakness, and if Baffert's horse wins it, they're going to say, "Oh, it was clean." But if he loses it, they're going to say, "Oh, it was dirty," because they want to build up for this Triple Crown. Is there any validity to that whatsoever, Brian Howard? I mean, who knows? I mean, that is definitely a conspiracy theory, and there's plenty of them out there. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I would like to think that now that he's admitted guilt that he used that substance. Um, I, I don't know how it comes back clean. And I think if it does come back clean, it's only going to cause more questions from the public. So, uh, you know, hopefully everything's by the book and, you know, on the up and up and we can get past this and move on and, and you know, get through this Triple Crown and the rest of the horse racing year and, and get back to the good news. Let's get back to the good stuff with Stable Duel today. Tell us, remind our listeners, we have new listeners every week, what is Stable Duel and what kind of uh, cash prizes and cash games you offer the public? Yeah, so uh, we're like a daily fantasy football. Um, you pick your 10 horses for your stable with a salary cap of 50000 uh, you, you select your stable. You Again, you play against other people just like you would fantasy football, and you watch your points rack up, and we do give away cash prizes, even for our free games. Like today is the great day to try it. We have a free game that is the Preakness card. So get in there before, uh, I think, 10.30's first post, so you got a little bit under an hour. You can throw your stable together. You can check us out, and you can actually win some money in the process. Well, we live by six words here on the bottom line. If it's free, it's for me. So we'll be definitely getting into that one, as well as getting into the, the race card at Pimlico today. Let's go. Let's talk Stable Duel first. Value picks on the Stable Duel board that you have today for those of us who are going to play this free card or play a, a couple dollars over at Pimlico today. Yeah, so i got to tell you, there's only one pick I've got today. <laughs> Okay. Uh, you know, usually I come with some value picks, but today I, I don't. I mean, this is a tough card. Um, I've been racking my brain yesterday and today, this morning already, trying to find some, you know, sure shot winners. And there's only one horse that I feel real comfortable about talking about. And uh, it's Baffert, and it's in the Preakness, but it's not Medina Spirit. I think his other horse, Concert Tour, 
if the horse is healthy like I think it is, I think this thing wins by a pole. Number 10 concert tour is Brian Howard from Stable Duels. Value pick on the Stable Duel app. And if you're just going to the window and putting $2 on his nose, there you go. Brian Howard says concert tour is the uh, the horse to pick. Now, tell us what you've got uh, going on today over at Mirror Twin. Yeah, so we'll be down there. Again, I think uh, Dennis is going to be down there with us, and we're just going to have a setup. We're like, we'll have a TV outside on the patio. The weather is beautiful outside. If you haven't been outside yet this morning, come drink some awesome adult beverages, hang out, watch the races with us, play stable duel, we'll be giving stuff away. You know, we're just going to have a big party today. Yeah. I mean, with, with Dennis, I mean, it's just tough to tolerate him in an atmosphere like that. I can't deal with him. I mean, <laughs> He's only got, you know, he's only telling jokes, fart jokes, and your mama jokes. That's all he's got. I mean, come on. Eventually, you got to change up your, your act a little bit. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. I, I'll just walk away, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, that's well, that's the smartest thing anybody could do. If you're anybody out there who knows Dead Air Dennis, yeah, just walk away. That's the best advice we can give you here on the bottom line. Brian Howard, do you have anything else for us today in terms of stable duel or just horse racing in general? Nope, just come see us at Mirror Twin. Let's have a hell of a day and make a bunch of money. That's the bottom line right there. Let's cash some tickets. Brian Howard, Stable Duel, his value pick for the day. Number 10, Concert, concert Tour. Yes, it's a Baffert horse, but we'll let him pass on that one. It's not the other Baffert horse, so we'll let him pass. Brian Howard, thank you so much. We will try to get out there later this afternoon. I'll try to go incognito so that uh, Dead Air Dennis doesn't see us. But uh, we'll try to check you out later this afternoon over at the uh, Mirror Twin Brewing. Thanks for having me, Brad. Anytime, buddy. Thank you. All right. That's Brian Howard of Stable Duel. Make sure to download that app. They are the uh, best in the business at what they do. I played that game all throughout uh, the Keeneland meet, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, I cashed a couple times, but, uh, yeah, it was Dead Air Dennis got the best of me, and he did not let me forget that. And speaking of the devil, coming up after the break, it is our nemesis and our arch rival here at LM Communications. It will be Dead Air Dennis Dillon from 92.1 Classic Rock, and we will go head-to-head, toe-to-toe, and try to figure out who the best in the business is at picking these horses. That's coming up after the break, right here on ESPN Radio, 1300, 92.5. ESPN Radio, 1300, 92.5. The Bottom Line with Brad Taylor, presented by Stable Duel. Sports talk from a handicapping perspective. One of my favorite Van Halen songs right there, Panama. And speaking of Van Halen, our next guest needs no introduction to any rocker here in Central Kentucky for the last, oh, I don't know, 75 years or so. He is the <laughs> afternoon host on our sister station, 92.1 Classic Rock, and was the inspiration for the line in the movie Fast Times at Richmond High that said, whenever possible with a girl, put on side one of Led Zeppelin four. He is our friend, kind of, sort of, Dead Air Dennis Dillon of Classic Rock 92.1. Dennis, thanks for getting up before noon for us today. I appreciate it. Oh, Brad Taylor, it is nothing but a joy. Let me tell you, a joy to be once again hosted on this fine program that you call a program. We're still calling it a program, right? Is it a program? I see. You've been on the air for, what, 100 years? And then poor Brad, who hasn't even been on the air here very long at all, you're just, like, stomping me into the ground. I want you to step on my head when I'm drowning. That would be nicer. But that's okay. I see how you're trying to big-time me here. We were talking earlier in the show. I know you weren't up for it. We were talking earlier in the show about this lawsuit where people are suing Bob Baffert for their losing tickets. That strikes me as something a sore loser like you would definitely be into. 
What do you think about that lawsuit and people still holding out hope they can get paid for these tickets on the Derby with uh, the drug positive drug test? I'll tell you exactly what I think about that, Brad. Uh, I don't have any thoughts whatsoever on it because I was not one of the losers. I was smart enough to put Bob Baffert on my ticket, and I even shared it with the, your fine listeners. And so, therefore, uh, I don't really have any thoughts on it. No, I, to be honest, though, I, I really feel the pain because, you know, we've all been, we've all watched races and, you know, and been on races and, and had a horse that we had on top disqualify for one reason or another, and it's frustrating. And uh, and then uh, you know you you find out um, you know after the fact that uh, you know in this particular case that a, a horse was um, you know running illegally. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna chafe some people, and uh, and rightly so. So yeah, I, I I feel for people who, especially you know I've seen hundred dollar win tickets all for you know Mandalorian. You know, <laughs> you, I can't imagine how that feels. You know that's a lot of money, and those guys have a right to um, to voice their displeasure with with uh, with the results and and the horse racing industry as a whole. I mean, and that's the thing that you know. I mean, whether Baffert is guilty or not, I mean that's up for debate. I mean, I think it's you know there's a pretty good argument for it now. But I mean, you know, what is this guy thinking? You know, I mean, he's clearly profit you know profited very nicely off of an industry. And now he's uh, bringing shame to it. I think that's uh, you know potentially bringing shame to it. I think that's uh, that's that's an awful thing. I know you've been putting a lot of uh, action on these races over the years, and we were talking about this with uh, Brian Howard before you came on of Stable Duel. Uh, Kentucky sports gambling as a whole, and we you know we talk about sports gambling on this show constantly. That's you know it's kind of what the show is all about. But mm-hmm. let's just face it, it's quote unquote not legal in Kentucky. But if you want action down, I'm sorry, you can get your action down. Do you think maybe this finally gets the Kentucky legislation kind of off their butts a little bit and say, okay, this horse racing thing, they fell on their butts with the Derby last year. Let's just go ahead and pass this so that everybody can have all these options. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take to get Kentucky to open their eyes. I mean, it's, it's frust- that's another level of frustration, too. I mean, yeah. you know, you've got me and my buddy Beer Man, who's also on the air now at Classic Rock 92.1, plug um, you know, we would, you know, we'll drive up to Indiana and, uh, you know, spend the day at the casino and, you know, we'll just bet on some football games and, and have a, have a big time. You know, it's just a shame that, you know, you can do it here, but you can't do it here. And, uh, the fact that, uh, you know, you've got the racing commission kind of holding things down a little bit, I think. And, you know, that's, um, how is that fair to the people? You know, <laughs> and there's money to be made. I mean, we all know that the, these things can benefit the, the state as a whole. So just just be done with it, do it, and uh, and get on down the road. I mean, it's going to happen eventually, so what are we putting it off for? Yeah. Go to politics, these, ma'am. Yeah, politics, oh, totally. It's, it's all politics. But, I mean, if you go to these casinos in, in southern Indiana, go look, at the, go look at the license plates of all those cars. I mean, there's so yeah. many from Kentucky, and, you know, that's the only state that doesn't have it, so we have to drive all the way up there just to do it, and that's, that's the ridiculous part of it. The state is losing mm-hmm. out on so much money. But speaking of losing out on money, tell us where you're going to be this afternoon so we can get out there and make fun of you and try to get some winners, get you to give us some winning tickets. Brad, if they had a dope tank, I would be in it. All for your pleasure. That's that's the kind of buddy that I call you. Now, I know you didn't like it, Brian using the word buddy earlier this, this on the program, but listen, I'm your buddy through and through, and you know you love me. You know you can't stand it. That's why you keep coming back to me. I mean, I'm picking winners. <laughs> which is something I don't usually do. <laughs> but, 
But uh, but yeah, listen, I'm, we're going to be at uh, Mirror Twin Brewing today. It's 725 National Avenue. We're going to be there live between 2 and 4 o'clock uh, and on the radio. We're going to be all Classic Rock 92.1. Kimber's going to be out there with me. Brian Howard's going to be there. I don't know who else from Stable Duel, but I love those guys. I love that game. Stable Duel is awesome because, you know, I mean, if you like horse racing, you know, and you like uh, DraftKings or something, it's, it's the same thing. So it's... Yeah. It's a perfect marriage, and you know, and I did pretty well in uh, in the stable duel for a for a new shooter. So I uh, I really enjoyed it. So we'll be playing that out there, and and we'll have some prizes and some giveaways, and uh, and there'll be pizza and beer and sunshine. So what's the what's the keep to staying at home? That's that's a very good point. But and, let's. And, uh, and but and I, I have given you credit. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And you're going to be there as well. So there you go. Well, yeah, let's not make it a whole, you know, we don't want the, the, the place to be on rust by all kinds of cars and people and traffic problems by telling them that the bottom line is going to be out there. That's another story altogether. We're trying to keep that on the down low. But let's get to the Preakness. Let's get to the actual race now. Give us your, give us your picks now. I know you're a Baffert guy because the last time we picked these derby horses, you said Baffert, 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 can't go against Baffert. Do you think maybe, hey, maybe we'll get some value today because the public, the, the squares are like, oh, I'm not betting on that cheater. Maybe get a little extra value with Baffert today. Yeah, maybe. I, uh, I'll, you know, whatever my ticket I put together will include the, the two Baffert entries. Um, it's hard to throw them out. Um, that's for sure. I, um, you know, I'm curious about this um, unbridled honor horse with uh, Luis Saez and Todd Fletcher, who is, um, you know, he'll be going into the Hall of Fame this year, and uh, he's never won a Preakness, so, you know, what about Todd Fletcher? He's had some luck at uh, Pimlico um, this week, so, uh, which I have not. I should I should qualify all of this by saying I cannot pick a winner at Pimlico. I've, I've never really watched that track much. I really don't have a feel for it at all, not that I got a feel for any track, but that's one that I really strike out on a lot. So, I mean, but you got a field of nine, and you got two Baffert horses, and two Chad Brown horses, and one Todd Fletcher horse, you know, and then half of the field is uh, closers, and closers, I, I just think it's going to be a slow pace in that race. I don't think, that, you know, your, your three favorite horses are going to be right up front. They're the, they're the speed entry horses. They're going to they're going to be up front through that whole race, and they're not going to be pressed because the rest of the field are closers. So, I, you know, I think the two um, the two Baffert horses and uh, who's the other one? Who's the other one that's going to be um, uh, pressing the pace? I have it written down. I'm not sure which one it is, but um, but those are um, you know those are my picks. You know, I that that's where I'm going to start breaking it down. Anyway, how about that? There you go. So I mean, you- Dwayne Lucas, I mean, you know, he's won his share of Preakness races. He's got Ram. I mean, you want to take a shot? Why not? I, uh, I, um, I kind of like a, the Robert Diodoro horse a little bit, and you know, there's some value in this race. I just don't know that we're going to get a, a long shot winner. I don't think we're going to get a twelve to one winner. We might. Dwayne Lucas has won a few of these races because he's been doing this for like a hundred years. I remember him like when I was a kid. He was doing this. He had his hat with his own name on his hat. I was like, wow, that's. A little... I was like, Who is this guy? But yeah, he's been doing this forever. And it's you know, but it, you say the two Baffert horses and then unbridled honor, the Pletcher horse. That's your kind of trifecta box, box of Wheelam, however you want to do it. That's the uh, is that yeah. the word from uh, Dead Air Dennis Dillon? That's the word. Um, and Midnight Bourbon, that's the one. I was trying to think of the other horse that's going to be up front. Midnight Bourbon. I've heard uh, <coughs> our yeah. our own horse, our official horse racing expert here on this show, 
uh, says Midnight Berman is the play, and he's sitting at five to one right now. So mm. outside of the Baffert horses, he is the uh, he's yeah. the one with the best odds, with the worst odds, depending on how you look at it. So yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. that's your uh, that's your threesome for today, ladies and gentlemen. The I know, I, I, Brad, I know you love the long shots. I'd, I'd love, to, I always want to give you one, but I, I don't, I don't see much other than the uh, the Todd Fletcher horse. And the Preakness does have a history where the favorites, the chalk kind of rules in these Preaknesses. Now, the Derby, not so much. Well, recently it has, but the Preakness for sure. The chalk always rises to the top in these Preakness races, mainly because you get new like new shooters, like you were saying. And, you know, they're, they're out the best horses from the Derby. A lot of them are skipping it to go straight to the Belmont. That's another thing you have to look at, especially when the yeah. Belmont comes. But, I mean, I, we were talking about this earlier. The conspiracy theory about this Baffert Medina spirit this mysterious second sample that, uh, you know, that has taken two weeks for it to be, you know, judged and see if it's positive or not. Do you think maybe they're waiting until the Preakness, and if Baffert loses the Preakness, they'll say, oh, it was, it was positive, we got to get him out. But if it's negative, now you've got a horse, you know, ready to win a triple crown, they might say, oh, maybe it wasn't negative. Maybe it was negative, so we can have a buildup for Belmont. Uh, you know, one thing is one thing is probably very clear and true, and that is the racing commission probably loves a little bit of drama up around these races because you know what's that? What's the old saying? You know, there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? Yeah, Contro- um, controversy creates cash. I've heard that somewhere. Yes. Yes. So you know, there's a play in and of itself. I mean, you can go ahead and take that to the window because I guarantee you they like uh, they like some of this drama. It's bringing attention to their sport now. What are they going to do about it and how it all plays out? That's anybody's guess. It's interesting, though, isn't it? It is interesting, and that's why we're here, and that's why we're putting these money on the races. And uh, did air Dennis Dillon, ladies and gentlemen. He will be at the Mirror Twin Brewing Company. What's the address of that again, Dennis? Tell us about that again. 725 National Avenue. It's going to be fun. If you've never been there before, they make great pizzas, they have great food, and they, they make incredible I'm telling you, incredible craft beers that you are going to love. You like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? How about a peanut butter and jelly beer? I mean, it's it, they're good. They know what they're doing. After you saw what I had uh, for dinner last night, you'd probably say that's a step up. So that's a good thing for us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Dead Air Dennis, we thank you. Uh, to finalize, to bottom line it, uh, he likes the trifecta of both Baffert horses and the number eight br- unbridled honor. Box those somehow, some way. Get those into your try. Dinner, Dennis, yeah. we will be seeing you later this afternoon. And as always, Thanks, we appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you so much. The bottom line rocks. Thank you, brother. I, I appreciate it. That. May the winners be yours, my friend. Thank you, buddy. All right, buddy. We'll see you later. That's Dead Air Dennis Dillon. He will be at uh, the Mirror Twin Brewing Company later this afternoon, 2 o'clock. And uh, we might stop by this afternoon and make him and point at his shirt. And then when he looks down, kind of flick up his nose just to make sure uh, he knows who rules around here at LM Communications. But thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can listen to the race later today on 96.1, uh, our Hank affiliate. They will have the race. Our program director, Sean C., he will be producing that. So uh, we hope that uh, things will be going well for him. We hope that the race goes well and that he wins another Eclipse Award or whatever he won a couple years ago. So make sure to listen to that. And, of course, make sure to the, listen to the Reds this afternoon or this evening. They will be playing live from Colorado, yet another edition of the uh, Rocky Shuffle. They'll hope, be hoping for better luck. You can listen to that here on 1300 at 740 pregame starts. 8 810 will be your uh, first pitch. Thank you so much for listening. 
Remember, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Bottom Line Lex, and you can email anytime, bottomlinelex at gmail.com. And as always, until the next time, especially today on Preak to Saturday, may the winners be yours. <laughs>